Welcome everybody to Budget for Tacos. This is Kyle. And Tiffany. And this week we're going to sit down with you guys and tell you a little bit about how we started our first budget and how we spent how much on this? It's ridiculous. Once again, thank you everybody for joining us here tonight on the Budget for Tacos podcast, a podcast that brings you information about budgeting, finances, marriage, and of course, our favorite thing in life, tacos. Tacos. Tonight, we are going to discuss how we first started our budgeting, our budget plan, and how we started and how it got us to where we are today. A lot of people, when they think of budgets, they think of basically being constricted by money. They think that they're going to be stuck with paying things and not being able to have fun. And it's definitely far from the truth. Budgeting lets you control your money, where to put it, and basically how to use it the most effective way possible. And so that it gives you the confidence that when you do spend money on fun, you know you have it and you know that all of your like obligations in life are already met and paid for. Yes, and you know, thinking about before we started our budget and we would do this blind spending, we'd have no idea how much we had to spend towards fun, entertainment, you know, going out to the movies, and we would just spend money on top of money and not have a plan for it. And then we'd be like, where's our money? And it's like, that's right, we watched Jurassic World and didn't have the money for it. Well, and I can think about this one time in particular that even at the time, this is before we started budgeting, I even knew we were doing something wrong. <laughs> we didn't have any money in our bank account. We had most of whatever credit cards we had, you know, maxed out to the limit. We had just... Okay, I got I to gotta stop you real quick. I'm actually really nervous about this story because... <laughs> Okay, we don't talk much about what we're going to discuss fully on this podcast, <laughs> so I'm really scared where this story is going to go and what it's about. Well, I've told you about this before, too. So it's it was the time when we decided we were hungry. We didn't want to cook the food we had at home, so we used the f uh, free space on one of our credit cards that we had just made a monthly payment on. So there was about $30 space free on that credit card. We decided to use that $30 to order a pizza. And then it maxed it right back out. <laughs> okay, I, I definitely do remember this now. And it's yeah. probably one of the hundreds of low points I've had in our financial journey. I do remember this now. I mean, that was before we thought anything about budgeting. And I mean, I, I loved spending money on fast food. But even I was like, okay, we shouldn't do this. But me being but a money. foodie. <laughs> but it's food, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. food. <laughs> so <laughs> I can definitely, yeah, I can definitely remember the days back when we used to blindly spend and just stupidly spend. Like we knew we were doing something wrong. We didn't care because we were living in the moment. We weren't planning for our future at that time. Well, not only that, you know, we weren't budgeting, but we really didn't keep track of anything when it comes to balancing your checkbook we would get our paychecks we would pay the bills and then we we're like oh look here we have yeah barely <laughs> we have this money left over cool and you know we would just spend it wherever well and that almost bit us in the butt because we went on a vacation to florida 
um, in like May of 2018. And when we came back about a week later, week or two later, we found out that someone had stole our um, one of our card information. Our bank they, account information. Yeah, and they wiped our bank account out, and they on paid payday. one of their bills. One of their credit cards. <sighs> I still remember that. Remember so when I, Remember when I came to you and I was like, hey, like, do we have this credit card? Did you make a payment on this credit card or something? Right. Oh, I was so mad. I called the credit card company. I'm like, you guys let someone use my information to pay their stupid debt. And then the guy was like, um, and I was like, I want to talk to your manager. He's like, okay. And then he hung up on me. Oh, you were so mad. I was so mad. mad. I wanted nothing to do with mm, you that night because mm, I thought mm, you mm. were going to hurt me. <laughs> it was I would scary. never. But I was, I was very upset. And that was, we'll probably talk about this another time, but um, there was like the first six months that we moved into this house, which we moved into this rental home January 2018. The first six months we had nothing but bad luck nothing that was when the week the week after we moved into this house kyle broke his ankle playing basketball i fractured my ankle and tore my achilles tendon yep and then he found out he had a weird little mass thing on his ankle too which is icing on top of the cake well not only that when i'm sitting there getting my results they're like yeah it looks like we found this little tumor in your ankle and then that was it and i'm like Thanks, guys. Okay, can we get a little more info here? <laughs> Ended up not being anything. It was just a little cyst, and that was it. So anyways, yeah, yeah but continue. Anyways, terrible, terrible luck. That was also during that time was when I had the miscarriage, and then that day that we were driving home from um, confirming that, you know, the miscarriage had went its course, um, we got into a car accident, which yep. the lady ran the stop sign. Our car got totaled. Um, messed me up. I ended up having to go to the chiropractor for like a year afterwards. Um, and we were going like five miles an hour, which was the worst part. It was like, she ran a stop sign. So it doesn't matter how fast you're going. That's true. But, um, but yeah, I mean, long story short. So we got our information stolen. That was during our six month bad year period. I have a whole other thing on that. And that's going to be a different story for a different night. But I feel like that, all of that together helped us open our eyes to be like, we're how old in our 20s, Kyle, almost in his 30s, like we needed to get our money under control. And so if you listen to our previous episode, we talked about what kind of motivated us to start budgeting. And um, you kind of heard about how Kyle had a conversation with a family member around Christmas time. Well, at that time, we decided to print off three months worth of our uh, bank statements. So from October to December. And we went through and added together different categories, such as food and eating out, um, like restaurants and fast food and all that. Then we had a whole separate thing for what's called marketplace. It's like a micro market vending place at our work. And, um, and yeah, we went through and we added everything together and we found out that it was, it was just a ridiculous amount that we had no clue we were spending that much money. Well, when you're spending, you know, I, I would buy cans of monster energy drink 
you know, once every other day or once a day almost. <laughs> once a day. And, you know, they're $2.79, and I have this literally imprinted in my brain the price it is because I bought so many. <laughs> You, I mean, when you slide your card for two seventy nine, you don't think it's a whole lot of money, but you know, say you're married or you're in, you guys are in a relationship and you're both sliding your card for two seventy nine, at least once a day, you're spending over five dollars. You do that for a whole week, that's you know twenty five to thirty dollars. Depending of, if you get extra snacks. Yeah, like you, maybe you wanted a bag of chips one day and you wanted you know some cookies the other day. Well, you're spending. Just an absurd, absurd amount of money. <laughs> a crazy amount of money. I can't talk sometimes. <laughs> um, for example, so um, I went and I pulled the numbers again just to tell you guys what we spent at our micro market. In October, we spent $51 even. I mean, go us for at least making it a round number. But still, $51 on stupid stuff that we could have bought at the grocery store for literally half the price. That's ridiculous. And you got to think, too, on top of this, we were buying groceries for the whole week. So exactly. we had food with us at work, yes. but yet we were still buying extra that was not needed. Exactly. Um, November, we spent about $50. And December, this kills me a little bit, we spent $83.51. $83.51 on unnecessary energy drinks that are bad for you anyways. Right. That's how much, <laughs> that's almost how much we spend a week on groceries. I mean. Like, come on. Right. And you put that in perspective too, like $83.51 at that time, you could have probably paid two minimum payments on credit cards. Exactly. But no, we would rather have monster energy drinks you know monster's gonna hear this and be like oh yeah free you know promotion <laughs> i mean we're not gonna turn down for promotion let's you know let's be real anyways altogether over three months we spent almost two hundred dollars at the micro market which is insane that gives me chills now just thinking about <laughs> you know our mindset now that two hundred dollars i would love having that two hundred dollars right now right you know that will pay our daycare right now. That would pay our daycare. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So we wanted to just share that with you because, I mean, I can tell you, because I also looked at how much we spent um, at Taco Bell during those three months, and it was almost $100 for those three months. And it's like, that's not including everywhere else we went out to eat and got fast food and yada yada. Are you saying $100 per month or total for the three months for taco bell it was a hundred dollars right. total for three total. months i thought you said per month and nope, i was I'm like sorry dude <laughs> if i did i meant hundred dollars for all three months okay i mean that's still that's still a lot of money uh, yeah exactly for the fact that we still bought groceries all the time we were just too lazy to make it and see that kind of goes back to the whole thing of blind spending people see purchases as small amounts but when you do so many over time that total is so much money. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Like, oh, I'm just going to spend $5 on lunch today at wherever. I'm going to do this every day during the week at work and then complain on Saturday that I need gas. Well, maybe that, you know, food at work wasn't really well needed. Just saying. Right. I mean, honestly, if you make a butt ton of money and that's part of your budget is to spend $5, you know, that's great. As long as you budget for it. 
You know, you don't, just you don't even have to. You don't even have to make a, a lot of money. It's all about budgeting. That is you true. can make $10 an hour and work part-time. If you smartly budget, you can have those things. That is you very just, true. Blind spending is what gets people in trouble. Yes. Exactly. All right. So next, the next thing that we did for our beginning journey of budgeting is we followed a budgeting worksheet. And that kind of included... Um, you know, taking our income for our paychecks that we got for that pay period. Um, and then we would total our bills, which included like credit cards and all that, uh, utilities for between, um, between that time and between the next time we got paid, we would take any bills or home needs, you know, like utilities that were due between that time and put it in there. We did it. We we did every two weeks. We didn't worry about what was due for the whole month. I mean, we did, but we focused on, we got paid the next two weeks. That's what we focused on. Yes. Um, and then after that, you put down what uh, you, they call cash envelopes. And before COVID, there was such thing as cash. <laughs> Now people don't use cash because COVID and, you know, all that. We stopped using cash because we really loved our cash system. Cash is king. Yeah, I, I can't stress that enough. If I could get rid of all my cards right now and carry cash, I would be the happiest man alive. <laughs> Outside of our marriage. Just saying I would then be the happiest man alive. Yeah, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, so... Anyways, it would be cash envelopes, and examples of those are like, you know, household needs, um, grocery, gas, uh, like now we would have a baby budget, a pet budget, and then we would have a fun budget, an eating out budget, and then we had our own personal budgets for things like um, haircuts, or if we, you know, wanted something special, like I wanted makeup or something like that. Well, and at that time, I was heavy into fitness. Remember yeah, how much I yeah, would... that's true. We should have talked about that instead of micro market, how much I was spending on fitness supplements. I forgot all about that because oh. he's also fallen off the wagon. I mean, you know... <laughs> now. Okay, but how much money have we saved? Would you that rather? true. Would you rather have skinny Kyle spending $150 a month on supplements or would you have current Chunky Kyle <laughs> spending nothing on supplements? Well, current Chunky Kyle has a chunky baby, which kind of replaces <laughs> what we spent on supplements. I mean, I can almost I can easily do the truffle shuffle right now, and <laughs> it would be the greatest thing for everybody to see. <laughs> We're going to leave that there. <laughs> and um, yeah, so budgeting worksheet. Um we can kind of show you guys an example of that later, at a later point in time. But that, we'll get a video up on our social media yeah. platforms at some point here. Yeah. Uh, but that really helped us kind of understand our budget and um, get organized, I guess, with everything and see instead of just like sometimes a monthly view is really overwhelming. It's nice to kind of see the, the two-week window. Instead of the big picture, you kind of see your next two weeks and, you know, it's that little goal that you make to accomplish. And now when I say that, you know, we budgeted for those two weeks and we still looked at the month, I would look at the whole month and I would pre-plan our next paycheck. And if I saw that we had more money currently with our current paycheck than we were going to have with the next paycheck, 
I would try to just move some bills around a little bit and pay some of the bills from the next paycheck with our current paycheck just to kind of even things out so that we weren't tight on money and we weren't stressed out because money, when not handled properly, causes stress and stress causes tempers to flare in marriages. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Thankfully, we've been... If you haven't been able to tell, Kyle and I have a really good back and forth. We're really, we have similar temperaments and we just get along really well. So we personally haven't had too many issues, but the little issues that we have had were all mainly finance. And it's, it is crazy how, you know, everywhere you look, like the number one reason for separation or divorces or whatnot is money, finance issues. It's money. It's crazy. You guys, I can't stress this enough, and this goes out to anybody who is married, uh, anybody who is engaged if you're in a serious relationship. Money talk is, I know it's scary to do, but it needs to be done. Because if you guys are both on the same page, everything is going to go so much more smoother than if you guys are not talking and discussing your finances, your budget, your money. Trust me, you need to talk amongst each other. It's true. Like, I remember when, uh, before Kyle and I were engaged even, um, I used to have a couple credit cards in default. And I just wanted to pretend it wasn't happening and ignore all the phone calls and just, you know, block their numbers on my phone. Um and at the time, Kyle and I weren't really, you know, we, we never really discussed money. We we're just dating. So, like, I mean, a serious relationship, but, you know, dating, not engaged. So our finances were separate. We weren't married. So we didn't have the same banking account. He didn't know about the things that I had in life. So there was one night when, because I kept complaining about how I was getting, you know, like all these calls from the credit card collection companies. And one night, Kyle picked up a phone call that came through. And it was a debt collector. And I remember I got so mad at him because I was embarrassed. But I got so mad, I, uh, I hung up the call. And I was like, don't ever answer my calls again. And then I stormed off. Well, after I settled down for a moment, I realized I'm not actually mad at him for answering the call. I'm mad at myself for allowing myself to be in default in debt like that and that was the first moment that kind of changed changed my life in a way where I started contacting all the places where I have debt and I started reaching out to them to ask them if I can get on payment plans um, and shortly after I ended up getting my job at NRI which you know made a decent paycheck so I was able to pay off my first uh, credit card uh, collection. Yes, thank you, collection. And I was able to pay it off with a settlement. And it felt awesome. And I don't think that would have ever happened if um, if Kyle never answered that call for me and if I never had that embarrassing wake-up call. And I remember, too, um, when we first started this whole budgeting thing, what we did was called a zero-based budget, which is when you take your income, you subtract your bills, you subtract your debt, then you subtract what she was talking about, the cash envelopes, so you figure out how much you want to budget for, you know, grocery, gas, etc. And then after that, whatever's left over, 
you want to either put towards your savings or towards extra debt payments. So that first month when we started, we had a little bit in savings. And once we settled on that, I think I think that first month we paid off that first collection plus some other debt. And we paid off like $3,000. We paid off, yeah. Three to four. Yeah. And that number is very... It's, it's obscure. It's not it, quote-unquote normal. <laughs> right. That's not just, you know, we got paid, we paid our bills. That We had a little bit of savings, you know, we, but we did the zero-based budget. We were able to pay off one of her collections, get that off of her back. It was actually my last collection that her I had. Her last collection. <laughs> so we started with that before we started really getting into attacking our other debts. Um, and honestly... That probably was not possible if we would have never started talking about budgeting and started budgeting because we would have gotten that phone call and been like, yeah, let's do a settlement and whatever we pay per month, whatever it is. And we would just see that as another monthly payment. payment. Yeah. Yeah, Payment plan. We would just see that as another monthly payment of whatever hundred and some dollars and pay it. But being able to get rid of that and off your back that first month. It was beautiful. It was so nice. It's just, you know, think about having 30-pound sandbags on your back and you're picking them up and throwing them off. That's how great that feels. You're relieving that pressure off of your back. And it's great. Well, and you know what's crazy? is like at the time that Kyle went and paid this, I had just had my two bottom wisdom teeth removed. And they were, if anyone has ever had their wisdom teeth taken out, you'll kind of know what I'm saying. They were impacted. So I was supposed to get put under with anesthesia, but I didn't because apparently I had a little bit of a tickle in my throat and I coughed in front of the doctor and he's like, oh, I can't put you under. I have to keep you awake the whole time with like nitrous oxide gas. It was traumatizing. But when I was at home healing and Kyle came and told me that he, you know, just paid off my last collection, it made me feel a little better. I was feeling really, really, really crappy physically. But it made me feel a little bit better mentally. And I mean, trust me, guys, it is a scary thing to get your paycheck and you pay your bills and whatever's left over, you're throwing that towards debt. Trust me, it is scary to know that you just took all your paycheck money and you paid something and you have nothing left in your checking. But it's the fact that if you budget, you have money prepared for other things so that you can pay off those collections. You can pay off those medical bills and not be scared that you don't have money left over. Exactly. That's the beautiful part of budgeting. And a lot of people are really worried about, oh, what if I have an emergency? Well, there is a um, a payment or I guess a budgeting outline that Kyle and I follow called the baby steps. And um, baby step number one is saving $1,000 for an emergency. Um, and that's what we did. And, you know, we have that sitting there at all times in case we have some kind of emergency to use that for since we do follow the zero-based budget. Yeah, and to, you know, to kind of elaborate on why we have that $1,000 savings, which enables us to continue attacking our debt, having that $1,000 savings there enables us to throw extra money towards debt. So let's say you have four credit cards. That first credit card, you know that you have $1,000 to back you up 
so that you can pay extra on that credit card just in case life happens. If a tire blows out, if a dog gets sick, you know you have that emergency money sitting there ready to help you. If a dog eats your whole bucket of Easter candy and you have to go bring them to an emergency vet and pay like $1,500, you have the emergency fund for it. You have the emergency fund for it, but you do not have the emotional fund for that. <laughs> that is the worst thing to go through when your little baby girl, yes, I'm a dog lover, when your baby girl has to stay overnight with tubes up her nose and her heart rate is, is I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she had somewhere. tubes. <laughs> I mean, when she came back, she was shaved because they had to put IVs and stuff in her. But when they tell you her heart rate is so fast... They almost can't hear it and measure the beats per minute. And you have to wait until the morning. Like, have it emotionally, it's hard. But knowing that you are financially covered so that things like that, when they happen, you have that money to help you. It's a great feeling. It is. And also with the $1,000 in savings, um, just kind of bringing this to our personal situation, when I went on maternity leave... Um, when our child was born in November of 2019, um, I was gone for, I took the full three months because it's like 12 weeks or whatever. Uh, short term disability only pays for five weeks of that. So, and they only pay like 60% of your, you know, net pay or whatever, which <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into it. It was fine. You know, we were able to, before I went on leave, we were able to kind of get the details and figure out how much we were going to be getting during that time. And we were able to survive. We did, during that time, have to dip into our $1,000 emergency fund. But you know what? That's what it's there for. Mm -hmm. And when I came back to work, like mid-February, we hustled and we worked to build up that $1,000 emergency fund again. And then we kept working to just kind of have ourselves feel comfortable with our checkbook and finances again and then that's when we started hustling back you know in may in the midst of covid and all of that and, and when we say hustling i'm saying we worked we sold things mm. that we didn't mm. need how many dvds and cds did we just sell like last week and books that we don't even look at anymore right exactly um, with COVID coming around and the fitness and gyms being <laughs> shut down, I had gym equipment that I turned around and sold for a profit. I sold for more than I bought it for. We sold a swimming pool for double what we paid for. So, I mean, it depends on, you know, what your definition of hustling is, but I say we hustle people <laughs> almost. <laughs> I hate to say that, but we made money off of things that we did not use that were in high demand that are in high demand or not in high demand we just sold things that we did not need or use anymore exactly and every dollar that we got from selling we put towards debt because yes. of budgeting our paychecks any extra money coming in since we prepared ourselves we are paying off debt with yes sir all so, right. I think we are going to take a little break. Yes. And then when we come back, I am going to give you guys the most anticipated taco recipe that I found and made last week that Kyle said is good enough for me to go get a taco truck and sell. 
I am going to budget for you to save up <laughs> to start your own business of a taco truck. Sound good? Yes. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Budget for Taco podcast. We will be right back. Welcome back to Budget for Tacos. This part of the show, I'm going to take a little uh, seat back to Tiffany Tiffany here and let her tell you guys about one of her favorite taco recipes. It is a new recipe I just found like a week or two ago on Pinterest, and it's thebomb.com. Super good. I made it twice last week as part of our dinners, and the first time Kyle had it, he was like, you need to open up a taco truck and sell these. They're that good. And I didn't believe him at first. I thought he was just being nice. And then I tried them. I was like, oh my goodness, they are that good. <laughs> so they are, like I said, I found them on Pinterest. Um, they're from a website called foodiecrush.com. And the title of the recipe is called Black and Fish Tacos with Creamy Avocado Sauce. Um, it is made with tilapia. Um, and then you make your sauce, which is essentially, if you heard that, that was our dog, Max. <laughs> he's on my lap. Um, he's making all sorts of noises. Um, but yeah, the sauce is made out of avocado and tartar sauce. And then there's cabbage with some lime juice. And then you fry corn tortillas. And it is super good. I feel like that's the part that makes it taste like a food truck is just the fried yumminess um so stay tuned to our social media pages and i will post that the recipe and some pictures and i hope you guys try it if you do try it um give us a shout out let us know what you thought of it because i can tell you right now it is worth it really good and we we are very easy to find along uh, social media platforms instagram facebook twitter it's all just budget for tacos um, I've done my own research. We should be the first one to pop up for you. So we'll see you over there. Uh, next, we want to touch base on, I don't know if you want to call this an issue, but it's something that's going on in our world right now. Most of you, topic. it is a hot topic. Uh, most of you with student loans will um, understand where this is coming from. When COVID struck a few months later, the government passed the CARES Act, which included putting student loans, federally held student loans in forbearance um, for, I don't remember the it, amount of months, but it was until September. Yeah, September 30th of this year. September 30th of, the, of this year. So this is more so of a PSA to remind you guys that that date is coming up super fast and you want to prepare yourself for that. If you have not been paying on your student loans this amount of time, it's going to come back. It's going to hit you hard. Um, and you just need to be ready for it. Thankfully, during this time, um, interest should not be piling up, which is a great blessing. Um, but yes, there uh, there are talks, um, depending on whatever the next stimulus package might be, that they might prolong it until the end of this year. Um, There's been multiple different scenarios. A lot, yes. You got to take everything you hear about our government with a grain of salt because they show up with plans for student loans in their meetings and they come out with 
cheeseburgers. So our government is very unpredictable and just everything you're hearing right now, don't rely on it until something actually happens. For sure, at the moment, it is set to end September 30th. So just be prepared. Um, the next thing that we are going to kind of talk about, along with student loans still, I feel like student loans are kind of close to our heart because at the moment we both work in that field, so we know we're kind of in the loop about it, you know. Uh, the next thing is about how there's going to be a change in servicers that get to collect on student loans. There used to be 11 servicers, um, and now they cut it down to five. Five servicers that are going to be starting potentially in December. Um, again, that might change depending what happens with COVID and all that stuff. So the, Yeah, so the contract is set to end um, on December 14th of this year. And they are trying to... For those of you who are familiar with Betsy DeVoe, she's passed this thing where she wants to have a more uniformed uh, student loan collection repayment um, you know, process where the Department of Education handles most of the student loans. Uh, so that contract is set to end on December 14th of 2020. Um, and as Tiffany was saying, um, there are going to be five companies that, uh, I mean, have been awarded the contracts. Uh, the five are Ed Financial Services, FH Cannon Associates, Maximus, Mohila, if I said that right, I don't know, uh, and Trellis Company. Those are going to be only five out of 11 that get to, you know, collect on student Continue. loans. Yep. Yeah. Their contracts have, as of right now, are going to be extended. Correct. And the ones that got axed, I feel like these are the big ones that you always hear about. These it's, are the most popular. Exactly. Like, all, most of my friends that I know that went to college have loans to these people. I read that I think it's like Great Lakes and it's either Nelnet or Navient. They currently have 63% of the student loans in their offices. And that's uh, crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And they're the two that are being cut. So anyways, the list that, uh, of student loan servicers that are being cut, uh, Great Lakes, Fed Loan, Nelnet, Granite State, Navient, Cornerstone, and OSLA, which kind of sucks for me because I have Fed loan for my student loans. Um, so I'm going to be transferred to a new servicer. Um, and something that we read about, because I found this article on Business Insider, and they, they were saying how in the past when uh, servicers have changed like this, people have complained about when they changed to the new servicer, they didn't have any uh, um, history of previous, previous payments that they made. So something that they are recommending to everyone, if your student loan servicer was one of the six that I just listed, get proof of your previous payments that you have made just to have it handy in case when you get changed to the new servicer, they don't have any proof for you. Yes, download your statements, download your payment history. Download whatever you can bit off of their websites. You know, thinking about student loans and thinking about all these companies that are getting axed, 
a lot of them, a lot of the payments are going to be going directly through the Department of Education now. I don't, we don't really know 100% what is going to happen. So you, you need to just pay attention when December 14th rolls around and you are a part of those companies, figure out what the plan of attack is going to be. Because a lot of times the government's going to leave you in the dark and you have to fend for yourself. So make sure you stay on top of this. Yes, like student loans are considered self-servicing loans. So like if you move, if you change your name, if you do anything and you don't go and update, you know, Ed with your new information, they like, you know, you could go years without knowing you even have student loans or that you didn't pay them off or some anything. And it's technically your fault because it's considered a self-servicing loan. So it's really, it's up to us if you you know, it's up to yourself. If you have student loans, you got to keep on top of it. Definitely. And, you know, speaking about student loans, well, you know, kind of make this brief. Thinking about the 44 and a half million people out there that have student loans, the, I think the total debt for student loans right now is almost reaching $1.6 trillion dollars. That's crazy. Now, I know a lot of people are really hoping for, you know, the government to assist us, you know, hoping for a second stimulus package that helps with some kind of student loan forgiveness. And, you know, I've always been the person who said, I took on this debt. I'm going to pay this debt. I do not want assistance. Now, if they help us, great. But here's the thing. Even if they help us, that doesn't solve the issue of student loan debt and what it is in our country today. You can help people that have student loan debt now, but if you're not figuring out where the issue lies, which is starting with the student loan debt when it's taken out and who it's from and all the programs that are out there, the issue isn't going to get resolved. It's just going to continuously, continuously build up. I mean, people are going to want to be like, oh, great, my student loans are paid off. Cool, I could go back and I can go get a new degree in this. And then it'll be like the same as when before the government paid off my student loan. Anyways, a little bit of a rant there. Yeah, student loan. (laughs) All in all, the student loan crisis needs to be addressed in full, not just little parts of help. So that is going to conclude this episode of Budget for Tacos, but... We do have a little extra portion here. We have an announcement. We do have an announcement. If you follow us on social media, you do know that currently we are doing a gift card giveaway to Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yo kilo, Taco Bell. Man, right. I miss that chihuahua. He just woke up our baby, I'm sure. Oh, man, I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, we are doing a contest. So if you want to swing over to our Facebook page, the rules of the contest are over there. And part of the contest is actually getting a keyword from tonight's podcast and next week's podcast. Yes. And we each picked out our own keywords. Yes. I get tonight's keyword. You do. So why don't you take take this? The keyword for this podcast episode is Baja, as in Baja Blast Mountain Dew at Taco Bell. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> it's the only pop you can get at Taco Bell. Wait, only. Did you just say pop? Pop. I was about to say soda, but I'm like, I'm Minnesotan. I need to say pop. 
because pop pops here. We just lost like 10 followers. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, yes. So head on over to our Facebook. Write that keyword down. Remember, we will be announcing the winner in a few weeks here. And... And yeah, yeah, I mean, basically the point of the keyword though is if we um, draw that you're the winner um, and if you have the two keywords, then you get an added little sneak peeks bonus for something that is... Uh, Currently working on. Yeah, yes. it's exciting. Exclusive budget for taco something. Yes, it is related to budgeting though. Sorry, that one's not related to tacos. <laughs> but it's still great. You still, It's $23 for Tacos. And all you have to do is some simple things on Facebook, yeah. but I'm not going to tell you because I want you to go over there and read them for yourself. <laughs> and do it. It's worth it. I mean, free tacos, guys. Come free on. Free tacos. Free tacos. Anyways, thank you, everybody, again, joining us tonight yes. on Budget for Tacos podcast. This is our second episode. We are concluded. I think we're having fun. We are having fun. And I hope you guys are having fun. If you have any questions, message us, message us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, wherever you can message us. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great night. We will see you next week. Let's go. Bye.